Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. John 5, 5. Afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays inside the city near the Sheep Gate was a pool. This pool was called the Pool of Bethesda, or some people say Bethsaida, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew how long he had been ill, he asked him, do you want to be made well? Verse 7 says, I can't, sir, for I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I'm trying to get in there, someone else keeps getting ahead of me. I've come to tell somebody that this season in your life, God is stirring the waters in your favor. That's what God is doing. In this season of your life, what does it mean for the waters to be stirred? Happy birthday, Nick. It's Nick's birthday today. Uh, we love you. God bless you. Mighty man, where's Eto? Today's his birthday. I know he's working. Eto, God bless you. We love you. I saw Marion. She's here. She's back here somewhere. Hey, come on. I love her so much. Welcome back. I hope you're not leaving me again, but, you know, I'll get over it. Welcome back. It's good to see you. I believe in this season... I believe in this season that God is in the midst of us and he's stirring up waters. What does it mean for your waters to be stirred? What it means is that things that shouldn't work start working. That's what it means. When your waters, when you're in a season where your water is being stirred, it means that places that should be dry all of a sudden are gushing with water. When you're in a season where your waters are being stirred, it means that you keep taking the rod and you hit the rock thinking that nothing good can come out of a rock, but God keeps gushing out water from a rock. When you're in a season where the water is being stirred, it's in a place where things shouldn't make sense, but because of God, things begin to make sense. Now, I don't know about you. You may be, have been in a season that you're just coming out of right now because life is in seasons and stages and times. You may just be coming out of a season where it's like, Pastor, how can you be telling this to me? Like, nothing in my life this summer went well. Like, it was a terrible summer. It was a terrible summer. It was a summer where it didn't really work out as well or as, as I planned it to go. But God has brought me as a prophet tonight. And I'm feeling a strange oil in this place tonight. God has brought me as a servant of God. He's brought me as a mouthpiece to you tonight to tell you the simple word that your waters are being stirred. That means that things that shouldn't go well by the time you leave this place tonight. Some of you guys are receiving phone calls of things that, was, that weren't supposed to go well. But because you stepped into the place where the water is being stirred, things will begin to work in your favor. If you're with me, say I'm with you. If you receive it, say, I receive it. The Bible says that there was a man, he'd been there for 38 years. Jesus was walking by. This man, you know the scripture, I've taught on the scripture before. This man was by the pool. And the Bible says that there were other many people around him, people who were par paralyzed, people who were lame, people who couldn't walk, people with all types of infirmities, all types of diseases. And then here comes the miracle worker himself, Jesus Christ, the hero. 
and give it up for Jesus Christ, our Lord, our personal Savior. Oh, come on, give it. You shouted louder for me. Give it up for Jesus Christ, our Lord and personal Savior. Amen. I submit to you tonight that if you don't know Jesus, get to know Jesus. He is the miracle worker. He's the one that turned water into wine. He's not just a myth. Jesus is a person. He is real and he is alive. Our God is not dead. Our God is alive. And we are living to proclaim the fact that we don't serve an idol. We don't serve a dead God, but we serve an alive God. And guess what? Our God carries power. Someone shout power. Say power. Our God carries power. And so what happens is that as Jesus, please be seated. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to preach long tonight. As Jesus, we'll, we'll pick up next week. We'll go deep. We'll go far next week. This week, let me just say orientation. <laughs> You're getting to know me. Some of you don't know me. I'm getting to know you. You know, it's a love-hate type of thing. You know, we get to know. Anyways, I love you. So Jesus is walking and he's all powerful. He has all the power on the inside of him. And here he encounters a difficulty. A man had been there for 38 years minimum. The Bible says the man was 38 years. So who knew how long he'd been there? The Bible says our Lord and our personal Savior, the miracle worker, begins to walk in. and Automatically, Jesus receives words of knowledge, word of wisdom. He begins to know this man has been ill for X amount of years. He goes right to the man. He says, knowing his difficulty, he says, do you want to walk again? Now, I don't know where you are in life. You may be in a place where you've been sitting. You may be in a place where you haven't gotten up. You may be in a place where you're too scared to make that next step. God has brought me here tonight to tell you, do you still want to stay there or do you want to get up? Do you want to stay on the ground or do you want to rise up and take where God has placed you and, and, and take the land that he's called you to possess? He comes to him, he says, listen, I see where you are, but can I bring you up to another level? Your walk with God has been great, campus rush, but can I bring you to an apostolic level, Pastor David? Your, your walk with God has been cute. I mean, you post every day on Instagram, it's great. No shots. But can you begin to live the scripture that you type? Uh, you, I, I, know, I know you post Snapchats every Thursday. Oh my God, my church is lit. My church is lit. My church is lit. But are you, are you acting out the word? Are you walking out the word you received when you're with them and they're telling you, it's all right, you can drink until you're drunk. It's all right, you can smoke until you're high. It's all right, you can have a sex. Nobody cares. Nobody sees you. Little do they know that God knows which level you are. Nobody might have known how long the man, the man had been there for 38 years, but yet Jesus did. Nobody might know what you struggle with in the closet, but Jesus does. And he comes and he says, listen, do you want to stay there or can I bring you to a higher level? Who wants to go to a higher level tonight? Come on, I don't see you. Who wants to go to a higher level tonight? He says, can, do you want to stay at that level, Nick, or can I bring you to a higher level of revelation? And you know what the man says? The man says, sir, I, I, I can identify that you have power, but I don't think you realize that I'm sitting down and I am on the ground right now. Nick, come here real quick. I don't think you understand. Just be on the ground. I don't think you understand that I have been there for the last 38 years. So Jesus is walking by. He sees a man sitting down. He already knows what you're struggling with. 
Jesus knows what you're going through. Jesus knows all the tribulations you've been tripping over. He knows the weaknesses you've been going over. He knows everything about you. So he walks up to you. He says, listen, I know that the answer I'm about to, that you're about to give me, I already know what you're going to tell me, but just because I'm God and just because I'm also human, I'm going to ask you this question, hoping that you'll choose the right answer. So he says this, he says, hey, can I bring you to a higher level of revelation? Can I bring you to a higher level of altitude? Can I bring you to a deeper level in me? Can I heal you? And the man says, I can't, sir. I can't, J just for dramatic, dramatic sake, just say, I can't. I can't, sir. <laughs> he says, I can't, sir. And, and, and then he goes on to say this. He says that every time I, I try to get into the pool, Someone jumps in it before I get there. Because the Bible said it in this scripture, and I had some pictures or screens not working today. I actually went to the pool of Bethesda, and I took pictures. I wanted to show you how the porches look like. I, well, maybe we'll do it next time. And it said this. He said that the Bible, the way it sets this thing up, it goes to say that, that when an angel would come and stir up the water, the first person to jump in this pool would be healed and cleansed. That's what the Bible says. So this man is saying, listen, I've been sitting here for 30, 80 years, and there is nobody to help me get in. Why? Because my legs don't work. You see, I believe that in this place, God is trying to lift people to another level, but we have so many excuses as to why God, why we can't do it. God will never give you a full meal, like I always say, but he'll give you the ingredients. God will always give you what you need to succeed, but he will bring you to success. Not that he can't. But he chooses to allow you to go through tribulations and trials so that you appreciate when you arrive there. So he begins to say this. He says, I want to go into the pool. I have a desire. That's the first thing that we need. He had a desire to enter into the pool. But he said, nobody could pick me up. That's the second thing we do as a generation. We depend so much on situations. We depend on opportunities. We depend on everything. Like our, dot, our I's have to be dotted. Our T's must be crossed in order for it to work out. But I want to I propose something to you tonight, that God's ways aren't our ways. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. The way that he analyzes things are not the way that we analyze things. So God is saying this. He's saying that I want to bring you into this pool. You think that you need somebody, but I have a, I have a way faster route. I'm just going to speak a word. I'm going to decree and declare a thing and it shall be established. So he looks to this man who says that I can't get in the water. And Jesus says, listen, you don't even need the water to be stirred because I am the living water myself. So who's with me here tonight? He says, I am the living water myself. He says, pick up your mat and walk. And instantly the man rises to his feet. The man who had been there for 38 years gets up all of a sudden and he begins to walk. I've come to prophesy to somebody who wants to listen to what I'm saying tonight. That God is in this room tonight and he's getting ready to lift you to another level, another grace. God is getting ready to, he's all, all what he's doing is he's bypassing the thought of you needing to need somebody, a connection. God is saying, I want to bring you there myself. God is saying I want to lift you to another level myself God is saying I want to show you myself I want to show you me face to face like Moses are you with me God is saying listen forget about the pool right now because I have another dimension for you and I've come to prophesy to somebody thank you that believes in this place that can shout aloud amen that what God is getting the ready to do with you is that he's bypassing all the protocol just for you <laughs> what God is doing is God is giving you a job without an interview my God what God is doing he's causing the CEO to call you himself what God is doing God is causing. oh my goodness I wish I had some faith in this room here tonight 
I wish I had some faith in this room. What God is getting ready to do, he's bypassing the protocol for you. I know there is a way that things are supposed to be, but God is saying, I don't operate in ABC. I operate in ACB. I operate in ZYF. I operate in a way you can't understand me. I'm like the wind. You don't know where I'm coming from. You don't know where I'm going to. But when I'm in a place, you feel my presence. God is saying, you don't need a setup. You don't need a connection. You just need my presence. You need my voice. You need my connection. Please be seated. Somebody say God's presence. God's voice is what I need. Listen, what stands between you and a miracle is a supernatural encounter. All you need is a supernatural encounter. All you need is to come into contact with this Jesus that I'm speaking about, this Jesus that I know. All you need to do is to come to the point where you surrender your thoughts, your ambitions, your desires to this Jesus and in one split second this God that I'm talking about not a dead God an alive God this God that I'm speaking to you about tonight he can take you from death to life he can bring you from no solution to a solution because he is the solution God can elevate you in a split second all you need is a supernatural encounter shout it again say supernatural encounter number two thing that I want us to get from this this is just the introduction so next week we'll dive in it number two your problem is simply awaiting a voice of higher authority to confront it your every situation has ears you can speak to whatever problem that's confronting you in the name of Jesus and command that situation to bow you can speak to whatever difficulty that is not happening and you can command it to come into alignment with God's will for your life. Every situation has ears. Every problem has ears. And if you understand the notion and you believe with faith that when you begin to speak to this situation and you confront it with the power and the backing of an authority that is higher than it, it has to bow. So what we're picking from this is that Jesus realized that the man had been leper. He realized that the man had been crippled. He realized the man couldn't walk. But what he did is he exercised his supernatural authority over this situation. One, one, two. Are we alive? Okay, cool. We're back. You know, in Jesus' time, there was no microphone. So this is just a benefit. We just get to enjoy this one. Come on, give it up for a microphone. <laughs> Jesus' time. There A supernatural sound a supernatural sound because every situation responds to a sound the Bible says that when when Shadrach Meshach and Abednego hear the sound Nebuchadnezzar said they had to bow but you see there's three things there's three things that sounds do number one what a sound does is that a sound controls what you do what you hear will control what you do if you keep hearing that you're not successful, all of a sudden it goes into your subconscious that you can never succeed and never do anything. I shared a testimony so many times about this principle that once told me, he said, listen, Ruel, I don't know about you, but as for your life, there's nothing, that good can, that, there's nothing good that can come out of it. As for your destiny, I'm so sorry to tell your parents, but there's nothing good that can come out of your life. 
I don't know if anybody has ever been spoken down against. Anybody has ever spoken down to you. Anybody has ever looked down upon you. My principal or my teacher looked down at me and said, there's nothing good that can come from your life. You, you, do, you, 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 you lack motor skills. You lack, you just, you're just not good. You're just not a good student. You're just not a good student. And whether I liked it or not, whatever she was saying was a sound. And that sound began to seep into my subconscious that came into my conscious that allowed me to think this. Really, there was nothing good that can actually come out of my life. And I didn't understand that I was operating under the power of a sound. The only way you can break the power of a sound is to overwhelm that sound with a higher sound. So when you begin to hear things like you are the head and not the tail, whatever is spoken that is lower has to break over your life. Now, when you begin to hear that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, whatever sound below it has to break because a higher sound. And so what begins to happen is that sound controls what you do. Number two, the louder the sound, the higher the percentage of conformity. When you hear a trumpet call in the Bible, there's a way that when the shofar began to, shut the, to, to blow the shofar, it let all of Israel know that, listen, we are going into battle or we have won a battle. It was a call to war. Even when soldiers hear the trumpets call, they know it means something. Every sound is associated to a meaning. And that meaning will dictate uh, things that you do. That meaning will allow you to either conform or to rebel. And number three, what sound does is that sound controls and influences movement. What you hear dictates where you go, where you move, how you function. It's all within the sound that was spoken over you. You know, when we were kids and when we were children, the things that our parents, the things that people have spoken over us has what has guided us to where we are right now. Anybody, anybody with me on that? When I was a child, my dad told me, Kofi, you are going to be a great man. Kofi, you are going to be great. You're going to do great things. The hand of God is upon your life. You are going to, you're going to speak to, to young people. You're going to, he prophesied over my life. What's prophecy? Prophecy is voice. What's voice? It's a sound. He used words. He began to speak these words over me. He began to tell me these things. You're going to be great. But what happened is that because I couldn't regard my dad, I said, like, yeah, dad, that's, that's great. But because I couldn't see that God didn't want me to jump into the pool, but he wanted to lift me himself, I began to conform and say, I cannot do what you want me to do because I need someone to help me into the pool. So I began to tell everybody, I said, listen, I know, Dad, that you've said that I'm going to be a great pastor, that I'm going to do all these great things, and you, you want God to use me, but my teachers are saying something else. My environment is saying something else. My friends are saying something else. So the sound of my friends and my society outweighed even the sound that my dad was trying to place on the inside of me. Why? Because whatever you listen to is what you conform to. Then is what you move in. So I began to now move in this sound that was not where God needed me to be. It wasn't until I had a supernatural encounter with God that I realized that there was power in Jesus. And the words that my father has spoken over me, they're still upon my life. All it takes is for me to wake up and realize that whatever sound is below has to bow to the sound that is above. Some of us in this room tonight, what we need to do is not just speak good things about ourselves, but there's things that have been spoken over you that you have to activate so you can break the negative words that have been spoken over you. You're with me still. And so in this, in this scripture, we see that Jesus uses his voice by projecting a sound to speak over the situation of the lame man. And the situation has to bow. See, the walls of Jericho, they bowed because of a sound. The Moabites, the 
Ammonites, they began to fight themselves when they heard the sound. The Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas, they sang songs of adoration unto God. And as they did, they released the sound. The Bible says all of a sudden there was an earthquake. And when it was an earthquake, it says that the foundations began to shake past their sister. The jail guards didn't know what was going on. It said that the prison cells began to rip open. And all of a sudden, the shackles came off their hands. Why? Because of a sound. In this season you're walking into, if you can just understand the power of a sound. If you could just understand the power of sound, the power of words. If you can understand that when somebody with greater power walks and somebody with a greater sound walks, the lower sound has to bow to the higher sound. And I don't know how you got here tonight. I don't know who invited you. I don't know. Uh, you might have, this might be your thousandth time here. This might be your first time here. But there's one thing that binds us all together, and that's the knowledge that the ultimate sound lies in our personal Savior, Jesus Christ. He has all power. And the words that he speaks over us are words of spirit and words of life. There are words that carry future. There are words that carry hope. And in this place, God is asking me today to speak some words over your life. Is anybody in this place ready to receive some positive sounds over their life as you enter into this new season? Are you ready to receive a positive? Jump up to your feet. Let's, let's, let's speak some words over your life. But before we do so, nobody knows you like you. Tonight I came to introduce a topic I didn't come to. Go too deep. But there are words, there are sounds, there are things that have been spoken over you that tonight are going to break off of your life. Not just because you're binding them in the name of Jesus, that works and that's completely valid. But because you're recognizing that when a higher sound begins to speak over your life, the lower sound has no choice but to bow. What does that mean to you, Pastor? What, is, what are you talking about sound? What does that have to do with me? What does that mean? That means that whatever exam, whatever test, whatever class, whatever difficulty that you see as a challenge, as an obstacle in front of you, when you begin to speak greater sounds over it, like I will succeed this semester, when you begin to speak words of life, when you begin to decree and declare a thing and it shall be established, when you begin to use words to say that you will succeed, you will not fail, what that does, that allows the situation to listen to the decree that's coming from the inside of you. So that means that you are already placing a hope, you're already placing a future, you're already giving that class no, no choice but to succeed because of the sound you're releasing over it. Now, right now, I want you to begin to release a sound from the inside of you. And it's a sound of speaking over your situation. I don't know what situation you have. I don't know what situation is in front of you. I don't know what situation is challenging you. But I want you in the next two minutes before we go tonight, the next two minutes, I want you to begin to speak better things. Speak good things over your situation. Speak good things. I don't know what is happening in your life right now. 
but I want you to begin to speak good things. If it's that you have not had a job, speak that God's grace this year I will be employed. By God's grace this year I'm getting that business deal. By God's grace this year, begin to speak good things over your life. Come on, I'm giving you two minutes. Begin to speak out in this place. Just speak good things. Speak good things over your life. Speak good things over your destiny. Speak good things over your future. Speak good things. Speak it. Speak it. Speak the things. Call forth the things that be not as though they are. Begin to speak good things. Speak better things. Speak better things. Jesus. Jesus. We speak better things in the name of Jesus. We speak better things in the name of Jesus. We speak better things in the name of Jesus. We speak better things in the name of Jesus. We speak better things in the name of Jesus. We speak we shall be the head. We speak we shall be the head. We speak we shall succeed. We speak in the name of Jesus. We speak great things over our lives. We speak greatness over our lives. Let greatness be unlocked over our destinies. We speak these things over our lives. We exercise the power of, of positivity. We exercise the power of good things. We exercise the power of words right now. And we speak good sounds over our destinies. In Jesus name. Now, if you know that you've been under a sound like and I'm going to explain to you how you know you're under a sound like your movement is kind of like you feel as though whatever you're doing in life, it's like it's not working. Another word for a sound is a curse. You feel as though you're under you're under something there. It's like whatever you try, it's like it doesn't work. Whatever you put your hands to, it's like it falls and you don't know what's happening. I'm telling you that what is actually happening is that there is a sound that has been over your life and a greater sound and that's a decree and declare of declaration of heaven needs to speak over that sound. If you're such a person, just come down to me right now. You can drop the house lights. Just come down to me right now in this atmosphere. Don't be afraid. Just come down. We're going to pray for you. I want to speak over your life. I want to pray for you right now. You're saying that you don't know, but you feel as though there is something that is over your life that is stopping you and is putting you in this constant state of stagnation. In the name of Jesus, we're about to break forth from that stagnation. But I see you. I see you. I see you in this atmosphere. Just come down to this altar. I'm going to pray with you for a few minutes and then we'll be out on our way. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.